With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Recording now. All right, Joe Beningo with you here, the Oda Pain Podcast, Friday, uh, March the 3rd, 2023. Um, before I bring the coach in, we're sponsored, of course, by the Hackensack Brewing Company, Anita Discount Tire, and my good friends at DraftKings. And we welcome in the head coach of my team, the New York Jets, Robert Sala. Coach, I, I can't believe I can't believe you're on. Let's start with that. No, Joe, I appreciate you inviting me, man. Um, I've uh, always, you know, admire you from afar. A lot of people speak the world of you in this building, and uh, I just um, it's fun listening to you. You're passionate, and it shows. I appreciate it. I'm, I, I find it hard to believe that there's people in the building that speak highly of me, but we'll 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 leave it at that for right now. No doubt. First of all, how's your stomach? You had a little stomach problem, right? Uh, you know what? I was um, a, a funny story. So I, you know, I'm, I'm out for the count. I got, you know, I've got seven kids, and that I know, bug's, I know. the bug's gone around. It went to every single kid. I think my 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 poor wife is the last of the Mohicans. She's just waiting to get it. And um, long story short, my my little five year old Mikey, who just I'm, he's got me wrapped around his pinky. He comes down every night about three in the morning to come sleep, snuggle up and sleep next to me. And uh, uh, he came down to the bed. Obviously, I wasn't there, but our bathroom, our, our uh, bedroom, our uh, bathroom lights on. So he walks into the bathroom. He sees me just sprawled out on the floor like, what the heck is wrong with you? And uh, but uh, it had me out for the count. But I'm, I'm good now. Well, I'm glad to hear it. I'm surprised. You, I, I'm surprised you're not at the, with Douglas in uh, in Indianapolis. Yeah, you know what, um, you know, just uh, with, with the new offensive staff and uh, just so many different things that we got to get done defensively, just studying our own personnel and all that stuff. You know, we're still doing a lot of the different things. We're still holding the formals, but we're doing it from here via Zoom. And uh, so we're still getting all the work done we normally would as coaches. Um, we're just, instead of being able to just going over there and hanging out with each other and, and drinking and having a, a good time until those meetings, we're, we're working uh, home. Uh, but we're still accomplishing everything else that we need to accomplish via Zoom. We're sending our coaches out there who are working on the field. So, for example, our D-line coach, Aaron Whitecon, is out there working the field, uh, field drills. So the two days that, you know, are kind of a waste, you know, we got a lot of work done with him here. And now he's – so we're still getting everything we would have needed to get done, and we're just being a lot more efficient with our time. I, I see. Now, first-round draft pick's got to be an offensive lineman, Coach. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we – you know – we have to take – I don't care if it's a center, if it's a guard, if it's a tackle. The offensive line, to me, has to be addressed number one. Is is that what we're looking at here? You know, I'll tell you, if Joe, if Joe D was sitting here, he'd probably kiss you right in the face because you know, <laughs> he'd, he'd take 52 linemen on the roster, one quarterback if he could. But, uh, no, we're – you know, we're going to study. We're, there, there's a lot of different things that we need to accomplish on this team to, uh, to make sure we're progressing. I feel like we made a really good jump the second year. Unfortunately, like you said, our offensive line just got – I've never seen so much carnage at one position. Um, and that was a big part of it, losing Brees. Uh, uh, Brees was a big part of it and uh, kind of derailed our second half. Um, but uh, but for sure, that's, that's part of it. Uh, there's still a lot of other things we still want to improve on defense. We still got to improve at our skill positions. We got to improve the quarterback position. So there's, you know, um, and from a – 
you know, from an outside view, you sit there and say, God, it's a line. But, uh, but we're trying to make sure that we're judicious in the whole thing and making sure that we're taking the steps to improve the entire roster. Where is, you know, you mentioned Brees. And look, let's be honest, Coach. I understand the quarterback situation, but the team was a different team without him. He only won two games after he got hurt. Uh, where are we with him? You know, I, I look at Barkley with the Giants, Saquon. You know, it took him a couple years really to get back to being the guy he was before he got the injury. I mean, where, where are we right now with Brees Hall? For sure. Um, AVT, too. Remember, it was the same right. game. Oh, yeah. Right. That, of course. That, that of course. Denver game was, uh, was one yeah. of those games where uh, – Ate heavily for that win, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll get to your answer or your question, but it reminded me of 2020 when the Niners, we came down here and played, and we lost Bosa, Solomon Thomas. Right. We lost right. I remember that. Yep. In the locker room, it felt like we lost, even though we had won the football game. I'm not saying that's how it felt in Denver, but it was it was a heavy, heavy loss uh, to lose those guys. But uh, uh, ABT and Brees are in the in the weight room every day. I see them. I'm about to go in a couple hours and get my lift in, and uh, they're in there every day. They're getting their rehab. I just saw Brees at uh, breakfast. Uh, he looks fantastic. His head's in the right spot. Um, him and ABT are working their tails off, and uh, uh, so as of now, they're checking the boxes. I'm done putting. Uh, uh, predi uh, predictions out there. I just, I just know that they're working their tails off and things are progressing the right way. You know, so uh, excited about their mindset. All right, the quarterback. I know you can't talk about Rogers because he's under contract. I get it, uh, but you can talk about Derek Carr. And I, I I'm just going to tell you quickly. Look, I, I'm, I'm all for Rogers, but I got to tell you, bro, if we could get Derek Carr in here, I mean, I would sign him before we lose him because the drop off after that is is pretty heavy. After that, I know you. You think Ryan Tannehill's good. I don't see that. I mean, to me, that's unacceptable. Um, how soon do you think the quarterback situation is going to be resolved? You know, um, you know, if you asked me last week, I would have thought it would have been this week. And so it's, uh, I think, I think everyone's kind of taking their time. Everyone understands how important this is and not just from, a, or from organizational standpoints. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about all the teams in the NFL, but I think the players understand how important this is too, where it's not, it's not a money grab. It's making sure it's the right fit. You look at, a guy like Derek, who's who's 31, he's got a good six, seven years left in him with the way he plays. He's been healthy his entire career. He's put up really good numbers, and he wants to make sure it's the right fit. And, uh, uh, so I think everyone's going about this the right way. Um, they're, they're, no one's acting on emotion. They're making sure they check every box. And uh, um, I think when all of this comes together, and whatever quarterback, wherever the quarterbacks end up, not just us, it, I think mm -hmm. it's because the right things were done and the right discussions were had and the right decisions were made. Talking today, of course, the head coach of the Jets, Robert Sala. All right, I got I got to ask you a couple questions about the season, okay? The yeah. first, I all my buddies, okay, we had, there's so many games, but I want to go to the second Patriot game, all right, in New England. And right? I still got it. Please, I, I, I'm still sick. Why didn't you go to Mike White to start the second half in that game? Um, you know, it's a good question. It, it uh, Zach was struggling. He wasn't really turning the ball over. He wasn't. Uh, you know, he missed on a couple of throws, but we're, we were right there. You know, it's a it's a really tight game, and it's uh, we're we're playing good defense, and uh, you just felt like if he could just find a way. And Zach traditionally has been a second half quarterback in terms of getting better as the game goes. And um, you know, anytime anytime it doesn't work out, you could always play the hindsight's twenty twenty game. And I look back at it too, and I I look back at whether or not it, it could have been done, but it just at the time it didn't feel like it needed to be done. It felt like God, we're just a possession away. Don't don't upset the apple cart and all that stuff, but. Uh, but like I said, anytime something doesn't work, I, I always, whether win or lose, I always go back and just play second guess and uh, try to try to 
you know, tell myself what would have happened. And, you know, you know, that's, and that's a fun part of, of football. There's always the other side, the other side of the coin that uh, never gets talked about. And, and it really gets magnified when you lose football games, but uh, both those Patriot games, you just, oh. I'm with you. feel like we should have won both of them, but, um, but, you know, credit to Bill. He's always found ways to win those games and it's, we're a young roster and it's, it's something that we've got to do. We've, I've said it before, you've got to learn not to lose football games to become a winning football team. And those those were two games where we definitely feel like we definitely lost them. And uh, the positive is there's a lot of learning experience that, that, we, that was gained from both of them, especially that first one. That first well, one. the first one you got, well, let's be honest. I mean, you can't say it, but I will. You got hosed in that game. I mean, I'm watching Michael Carter run down the side. I'm at the game, coach. I'm watching Michael Carter. He's running at me. I'm going delirious. I can't believe game, it. Game's I'm over. <laughs> Game's over. We're up 17-3, and then this brutal call on John Franklin Myers roughing the passer. And let's be honest, and I've said it all the time, because I know you can't. If Matthew Judon is hitting Zach Wilson with the same hit, and Devin McCourty is running down the sidelines 80 yards for a touchdown, there's no flag. And and I don't know if you realize this. You know that you guys did not get one roughing the passer call go your way all year. Do you know that? Not one. No, I, you, uh, there's mental notes on all of it, and um... – but it goes back to you got to earn it, and uh, and I believe that like you got to earn uh, the respect of the rest because they come in with a preconceived notion that it's just the Jets, and that's oh, I understand that, and that's and that's something that we're you know slowly. Um, it was good to to you know hear people you know pregame talking about how the organization and the players and how hard these guys play and and the direction that we're going and you know it stinks you know the last six games where we just. We're last minute of every game where we had a chance to win games and uh, just couldn't uh, piece it together. But, uh, you know, we're excited about the direction of the organization and we're excited about the youth of our football team and the, and the steps that they're taking. So it's um, it's fun because we know that we're not talking about, God, how do we keep all these old free agents? We're talking about developing all these young guys and keeping this band together for as long as we can. Like it's, you look at defensively, um, we're not talking about all these changes. We're trying to bring back went in and you know a couple of our free agents but we're not talking about having the need new five new players we're talking about bringing in bringing in our own bringing back our own young guys and that's that's what's exciting about a build uh the build that we're having defense has got to start taking the ball away coach i'm telling you right i mean really two turnovers in the last eight games come on i mean it's an unacceptable and i gotta watch every week i, I get delirious i gotta watch every week the freaking patriots scoring a defensive touchdown every week i want to throw up it makes oh me i know there's a take uh, the ball away coach a hundred percent and you know what it um I, it's something that we're, we, we try to figure because we took it away in the first half of the year. You did. Right, right, right. We were, you know, I, I can say we were unlucky, but uh, in the second half, I think Sauce is going to figure out how to take the ball. Uh, I've told him 20 PBUs is really 20 missed stops. And, uh, but he's, he's phenomenal. It's just my way right. of messing. Tremendous, tremendous. But, uh, but he'll learn how to take the ball away. Again, young, young football team, experienced teams take the ball away. Uh, young football teams disrupt the ball and all that stuff. And, uh, and I think uh, it's kind of, you know, like in San Francisco, we when we were really, really young in 2018, uh, we never took the ball away. And uh, then the next year, as we gained a little bit more experience, Fred Warner got into his second year. We got Quan Alexander. And, uh, right, uh, right. Ward Sherm was coming off the Achilles, so he was a little bit healthier. Um, we ended up taking – we had four turnovers, four takeaways the first game, you know. So it's uh, – um, it's a combination of experience, uh, putting pressure on the other offense to feel like they need to do something uh, uh, to keep pace with our offense. And when you when you combine those two, it becomes an explosion. It's like it's 
I think Jim Harbaugh said it once, like an olive jar. You take one olive out and they all come out, they all come out falling afterwards. So they come in bunches. But you're you're 100 percent right. We we got to take the ball away. We got to give the offense short fields, and uh, it's something that we're very conscious. Uh, we've been looking at and how what can we do coverage wise? Where can we take advantage of it? How aggressive can we teach our corners to jump stuff, safeties, all that stuff? So so part of the discussion. Talking to uh, the coach of the Jets, of course, Robert Salah. Really appreciate you giving me a time, coach. I can't tell you. Uh, I want to go another one of my favorite games of the year, the second Buffalo game. Okay. I, the game turns around when C.J. Mosley jumps offside on fourth down when everybody knows. I mean, everybody, okay, my wife knows. They're not running a play here. This guy jumps offside. And I got to tell you, I was upset with you because I think you were a little soft on Mosley. You you defended him in the post-game press conference, and I was upset by that. I mean, <laughs> see, here's, let me just say this, too, and I'm going to set this up, preface this with this. My My one concern with you, is I get the impression, and maybe I'm wrong because I'm not in the locker room, that you're a little too soft on the players. How about that? No, that's fair. Fair question. Um, I think our players work their tails off. I do. Um, and it's like it's like your house. You're never going to want dirty laundry aired outside your house. Right. So, right. so what we talk about in this building, I will never – you know, from a negative standpoint, I'm never going to talk about outside this building. So if, uh, so players, I think, feel the accountability when they're in this building, but I'm not about to embarrass anybody out in the public eye. That's just not who I am. It's not my style. Uh, but, but when we're in, a, in the, in the uh, safety of our team room, uh, where we're amongst each other, everything's going to be laid on the table and we're going to talk about everything. Everything gets talked about. And, uh, and that's just my style. And I learned that from, you know, being with Pete Carroll and uh, mm -hmm. Kyle Shanahan and all the different uh, people that I've met, uh, Gary Kubiak, all the people that I've been with, um, you don't air your dirty laundry. You don't, your family doesn't air their dirty laundry outside, outside the house. And so we keep everything in, we try our best to keep everything in house. And, uh, and I'm, and I tried my best to, because at, at the same time, like a player is working, is putting their, I'm not saying they're putting their life on the line, but they are, they, they are, they're putting their body. I mean, they're, it is painful uh, to be an NFL football player and they put their heart and soul in this game and their preparation, especially a guy like CJ Mosley. Um, I will go to war with CJ Mosley and, you know, he without saying cast a first stone and I, did he make a mistake? Sure. But I look at it too. Like I should have called timeout when I saw it happen, you know, like, yeah, there's a lot of things I could have done, uh, but I'll defend CJ Mosley because for every mistake he might make, he does 20 unbelievable things that you can't coach and saves our ass a whole bunch of times. So why would I ever put him on blast in, in the public eye anyway? You should have called timeout at the end of the, in the last minute of the Lion game too, coach. I mean, I screwed that one up. I screwed that one up. You Joe. really, you, you I, did. I, I, over, I overthought it. I overthought the situation. Um, Cause I, I have rules like that, that. That one's an easy one. Call it 45 seconds left. You bang a timeout and, uh, but um, so I, I look back at that one. I, I played for downs instead of time. And uh, but 100 percent. And it was one of those ones where I didn't even think about it until I had a visit with our game management guy. The next morning we were reviewing my uh, my the two minute situation and my, my role in it. And uh, and I was discussing it with him what I was going through, what my thought process was. And he just explained, you know, just in that he said, in those situations, coach, you really want to bang the time out. We're not playing for downs because it was either third. I thought they missed missed the uh, uh, 
first uh, down call. First yeah, down one. They yep. would yep. review it and give us third and one, but the reality is it doesn't matter. We should, if we can't get a third and one, then we shouldn't be going any, uh, shouldn't win the football game anyway. But, um, you know, so I, I do, I look back at that one. That was, um, we still got a field goal off, but it sure would have been nice to, to have one more play uh, to see if we can get about five yards closer. And uh, so 100%, I uh, should have been better in that situation. Do you get involved? And, and I always, this was always a big knock with Rex. And I liked, I thought Rex was a good coach for us and all of that. But I thought Rex was not involved enough with the offense. Do you get involved? I mean, are you involved with the offense? I mean, if you see, um, you know, uh, uh, LaFleur last year or Hackett coming up this year, maybe uh, calling a play that you, you don't like that play. You know, maybe we should be running the ball. I think you guys get away from the run too much as well. But anyway. That, you know, maybe we should be running the ball here when they're always pass happy, these offensive coordinators. Can you, do you get involved in that? I mean, you say, hey, wait a minute, I don't like this play call. How about that? Uh, so it depends on the situation. Because you, um, and it's something I learned from Kyle Shanahan, uh, you know, because Kyle would challenge me as a defensive guy, but he never really wanted to get in uh, to, to overdo it where I changed my philosophy and changed and completely change the scheme to appease him because there's going to be holes where it's like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm involved with the defense and I know what's going on on offense, but I don't want to mess up what you guys are really trying to achieve. And, uh, but there might be situations where it's, you know, you're in a four minute situation and, uh, you know, like the, the Miami game, you know, game's over, it's third down, uh, if you remember it and you might want to, you know, Hey, it's third and 12. I don't give a shit. Just run the ball. Game's over. They don't have enough possessions. We'll be able to kick the field goal. Now what ended right. up happening is Brees got the first down, and then the game truly was over. Right. Uh, uh, so so situations like that, or if you're feeling it, you know, like shoot, just do it again. But uh, you're you're trying not to mess with the play caller uh, too much. Uh, there's a lot of debriefing. So I am involved with the offense. Hey, why'd you guys do this? Here's what I see on defense. This is what we could have done. Um, uh, studying offensive, you know, going through the week. Hey, I, I see what you guys are trying to do to this defensive structure. I do think if you do one, two, three, uh, so there is there is involvement. Um, but I'm I'm trying to be more challenging the thought process to see if I could kind of trigger something for them without being, hey, this is what you have to do, and now whatever I'm telling them to do doesn't really mesh with what they're trying to do, and then it just cre creates this jumbled mess on offense. If, if that makes sense to you. It, it makes sense. I, I, you know, I get nuts. I, I really think that too much. I, and I'm not just saying, you know, LaFleur or, you know, we'll see what Hackett is. But I, I just watching football in general, the NFL in general, I mean, these offensive coordinators, they can't wait to throw the ball, coach. Yeah. It makes me nuts. <laughs> I mean, I, no, seriously. I mean, it's third and one. You know, we just got eight. This is the best, okay? We get seven or eight yards on first down with a run. Now it's second and two, and they can't wait to throw. God forbid you run again because you got to throw the ball, and then all of a sudden it's incomplete. Now it's third and two, and you don't get the first down. And you got to so, How often? That happens a lot. Now, I'm not just saying our team. I see that all over the league, coach. It's a league-wide pandemic. Joe, I, you know what? You're a defensive guy, Joe. I appreciate that, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, no. I am. I'm, I, I tell you, seriously, I, to me, it's all – everybody gets crazy about the quarterback. Let's be honest, Coach. Yeah. But if you don't have a big-time defense, you're not going to win. I mean, you it know, the chief defense doesn't get the credit it deserves. You know, guys like Chris Jones is probably the best defensive tackle in football. I mean, you know, I know Quinnen's getting close. By the way, you got to pay him, too. But that's another story. But – you know, you know what I mean? I mean, you, oh. if you don't play defense in this league, 
You don't win. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens won a Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer as their quarterback because they had the best defense there ever was, pretty much. The uh, the uh, Bucks in 2002, they had Brad Johnson as the quarterback. They won a Super Bowl because of their defense. So, you know, our defense is close, but we got to take the ball off. We got to take the ball off. But no, you you've uh, you, you hit the nail on the head. There's an old saying, and you can and people will say, well, it's old school thinking, but it's it's still football. That three things travel. Doesn't matter the weather. Doesn't matter right, the game. right. It's your it's your run game, your defense, and your special teams. Those three travel. They're the most consistent parts of your football team. And if you can build those, you can win a lot of football games. And we we're doing it. You know, we we're doing it. And then Brees and ABT went down, and we got we lost some more guys on the offensive line, and we just couldn't get keep that run game going like we did in the uh, first half of the year. But uh, but there's also a mentality uh, from from a, from a coaching staff standpoint to keep your foot in the pedal with regards to running the ball and making it who you are. And uh, um, but but you're right. You can win. We did it in San Francisco. You know, shoot uh, Jimmy through the ball. I think 22 times in the playoff games combined. Right. And uh, and we made it to the Super Bowl and uh, we're we're one play away from winning it all. But uh, but you're right. You can win. But. And, and but when you do find that quarterback, then you change philosophies and you put it on his shoulders and you roll. But there's only you'd, you'd probably argue there's only about five guys that are capable of that in the NFL at any given generation. Um, but you're right. It's everything is is chasing this idea that everything has to be on the quarterback's shoulders when uh, you can win a lot of football games by playing by having very good quarterback play, along with a solid run game, great defense and great special teams. Is Zach sal salvageable? I believe so. I do. Like, um, he's still young, Joe. He's 23. Um, you know, he's uh, he got thrown in the fire as a rookie. Uh, last year, you know, for, he, he misses a crucial part of training camp where we're scrimmaging against the Giants and uh, right, right. Uh, misses some, some valuable time in those, uh, in, in those parts. Atlanta misses the Atlanta scrimmages. Um, misses the first three games. He plays well. I thought he played really well in that fourth quarter against Pittsburgh. I thought he had a really good game against Miami. Uh, and then after the Green Bay and uh, Denver games, it just it it just wasn't something happened. Uh, uh, New England, obviously, the second half of the New England, he was balling in the first half of that New England game. And then the second half of the New England game just didn't go the way we wanted, obviously. And then he, I thought he was efficient against Buffalo. But, um, you know, I, I do, I think, I think as he gains confidence and he regains, and like we talked about with this reset, I, I'm, we're not ready to cash in on him at all. Uh, his arm talent is undeniable. Uh, he works his tail off at it. He's a good young man. And, uh, you know, just, just to allow him to kind of just take a deep breath. Uh, there's a lot of guys in this league uh, who have needed time. And uh, to say he's, he's the throwaway after just two years, and I think, I think you're doing yourself as an, an injustice as a, as an organization and you're really you're, you're you're basically throwing away what could be a really really good football player um different position but i look at guys on our roster like quincy williams who was cut from jacksonville and now he's good player quincy is a good player real good he's all over the field quincy yeah and, he, and you know he, he comes into our system he's a good player you know so and I, I think it goes all over the league you can see examples where guys just don't hit the ground running and um and we're so quick to judge in this league. It, it takes a, it takes discipline and, um, and for, as a coaching staff, a, a confidence that like, it's, you have to put your, your agenda so that uh, as a coach, it's like, God, if, if I don't win, I'm going to get fired. Right. Well, it's not about that. It, 
my commitment is to the player. Our commitment is to the player. We got to do everything, whether we're here or not, our commitment is to the player to get him to where we think he can go. And if we're blessed to be here, great. If not, then we, we did everything we could for the player to get to where he needed to go. And that's, it takes a strong discipline to be able to do that and, and know that you're going to take your lumps with young guys. And uh, so when, when you talk about a guy like Zach, because he's the most magnified because he is the quarterback, um, I, we're just not, we're not even close to, to saying, God, he's just not salvageable. I think he is. And I think he's going to be a good player. this league. And let's be honest, the division's wide open. I mean, Buffalo, Buffalo <laughs> took a step down. They just lost Leslie Frazier, their defensive coordinator. I won't I I, I say it because I love Leslie. He's a, a good man. Yeah, I'm happy he's going because that just that just hurts the Bills. I mean, what you know, I, yeah. I, you know right? <laughs> Miami's not any good. Let's be honest; they stink even with Tua. The coach, the coach is—I know he's your buddy, but he's very overrated, McDaniel. The, the Dolphin fans all love him. I don't think he's any good. They should have beat Buffalo in the playoff game, please. I know. Tyler Thompson. He should have won. We should have beat him. In the, we should have beat him in the second of the, the uh, end of the year. We just. Uh, Why did you play Zach? And oh, I'm glad I wasn't going to bring that game up, but I'm going to now. Why did you play Black? Why didn't Zach play in that game? You know, it's uh, for, like it, it wouldn't have done Zach any good. Like, I, I'm telling you, like, there's a uh, Zach need, need to just get away. Like I said in my end of your press conference, he just needs to get away. And uh, um, it was just one of those games where I just wasn't, I felt like what happened after the Thursday night game, there's just nothing was going to be gained out of it. And uh, poor Zach. So to, right. to, allow him to be the backup, watch some football, let's get him to the offseason as quickly as possible. Uh, so we can help get him back to where we think he can be and just help him grow. That's That was basically the mindset behind it. What a disaster that Jaguar game was. Oh, my gosh. So I'm at that game. It's in the rain. The weather is terrible. I'm all pumped up. You know, Quinn enforces that turnover on Lawrence right away. We get the ball. And then when they don't score the touchdown, Coach, I knew we were dead. I got to tell you, when he when we didn't score a touchdown there, I'm like, we're dead. We're going to lose this game. I, I knew immediately. What happened? It was a disaster that game. I, st I still felt good about it, but, you know, I'll give Jacksonville credit. They did a really, really nice job staying patient uh, against our defense and just they ate up a lot of clock. They moved the ball. They, they scored only 19 points, but they were, you know, Trevor was doing a lot of damage with his legs and uh, uh, thought they did a really nice job offensively. Uh, and then defensively, they just got after us up front, and, uh, uh, which it all comes back to, you know, if, uh, if a quarterback can sit back there and play seven on seven, then shit, it's, it's, it's easy for a lot of quarterbacks, but if a quarterback right. can progress, um, and it felt like we were pretty much under duress the entire game. And, uh, and again, another one of those games where we could have been better to try to find ways to run the ball. We just couldn't get it going. And, uh, um, I'm disappointed, but again, I look back at that one too. Like what could I have done differently during the course of the week in preparation to give these guys to, to maybe we were just a little bit tired, whatever it was, uh, deflated from Detroit. I have no idea, you know, just, but, uh, just trying to study it and so we can approach this season and take steps to, to improve in those situations. Talking to the head coach of the Jets, Robert Sal. Coach, I can't, I, I mean, uh, I can't thank you enough for coming on and, and dealing with my insanity because there's plenty of that, especially when it comes to this football team. I got to, coach, I got to see one more. You know, I, I tell everybody this. I was 15 years old in on January 12th, 1969, when we won our only Super Bowl. Thank God I saw it. I'm going to be 70 in September and I haven't seen another one. Okay. So, so I, I, before I leave this, this earth, I need one more. You know what? I'm clapping. I need one more, coach. I, you know, I got, I got the one in Seattle. Um, was one play away in. Uh, oh, they should have. Oh, please, Pete Carroll yeah. blew that game. Give the ball uh, to Marshawn, will you, please? <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. Right. Come on, coach. Give the ball to Marshawn. All right. 
but that's part of what New England does. They force you to throw the ball down there. You know, they're not going to let you run it in, but uh, maybe. Um, and then San Francisco, but uh, but to be honest, I'm, that's the goal. You, you don't you don't come to these things thinking, God, if we could just have a winning record and make a playoffs, that'd be great. We, you know, I talk to Joe all the time. Joe D, we're in, we're in lockstep. We want to win a championship. Woody wants to win a championship, um, and uh, and bring bring a trophy back to New York. And uh, you know, we're that that's all that's all anyone thinks about. That's all we're trying to get done. And, uh, you know, we make the decisions that we think are best, the best for the organization that gets us in those, uh, gets us moving in that direction. We feel like we've done a lot of really cool things the last two years, but um, that son of a gun is hard to win. And, uh, but, but hopefully we can get, you know, take, take some more steps to, to, to knock that door down, and make something happen. Now you always talked about uh, when you came in, you talk about the Niner model and the first two years in San Francisco, with Shanahan, were not great. weren't good years. And then third, the third year, you took off. Like you said, you made it to the Super Bowl. You lost a tough game. You're up by ten in the third, the fourth quarter against the Chiefs. And Mahomes did his thing. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy also missed an open guy in the in the end zone too. That was a big play he, in that game. We should have locked it up on defense. Yeah, yeah, no, no question about it. Um, so, but you always talk about that. So this is year three coming up, Coach. So, yeah. and you know the expect, especially if you come up with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback, you know the expe- expectation level is going to be off the off the charts. How about that? No, uh, you know, you'd like to to think year three. It's a year three in the systems and all that stuff. And uh, so, for sure, there, there's always expectations. There's always pressure to win. There's always, I mean, shoot, I, I felt it our first year. You know, like it's right. There, there is no building. It's everyone wants to win now, and they, you know, they they because you see other teams doing it, and it's. You know, every team's circumstances are a little bit different, but, um, you know, we, we, we want the expectations. We want all that pressure. We want to be relevant. And I think that's what's exciting about this organization right now is that for the first time in a while, it's relevant. And people are talking about it in the right, the right way. Uh, it's not the joke of the NFL and that's, and that's, what's exciting. But at the same time, you know, the off season doesn't win Super Bowls. You still gotta, you still gotta go to work, you know, acquiring, Different players doesn't win Super Bowls. It's coming to work, uh, gelling together, finding ways to get yourself moving in the right direction, being sound as a coaching staff, and understanding what you're asking out of the players, and and the players understanding what's being asked out of them. And uh, felt like we were about to knock a door down, that playoff door down this year, uh, like I said. But um, you know, we got tested with injuries, and especially on the offensive side of the ball. But uh, I love. I, I, I'm just excited. I, I like. I I don't, I don't worry about expectations because I think they're warranted. And when you have expectations, it means you're doing something right. And uh, we got the right group of guys in the locker room. We just got to continue to add and develop. And um, and just excited about 23 and what it has to offer. Is Makai Becton going to be the starting uh, right tackle, whatever tackle, whatever side he's on? Is he going to be starting opening day for for the Jets? We'll, we'll see. He is. Uh, he's he's back down to his combine weight. He looks fantastic. He's working his tail off. He's local, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. uh, working with his new agent, and uh, you know, he's saying all the right stuff. He and he's he's really attacking it, uh, and he has a different feel to him than he has had in the two years that I've been here. And uh, so he looks. He looks. He, so I, I don't know what it's going to be. I'll, I'll never make a promise I can't keep. But uh, but if he keeps this going, we all know his talent level. It'll be it'll be tough to keep off the field. And Garrett Wilson's tremendous. By the way, I you know it's the first time. I'm just going to tell you, this, I got a lot of Jet jerseys. Okay, I got a lot of them. Okay, <laughs> it's the first time in years that I bought a Jet jersey of a guy actually playing on the team now, and it was between Garrett and Sauce. And I went with Garrett because they didn't have the uh, sauce in white, and they had Garrett in white, and I wanted white. So 
I got that. How, how good is this guy? I mean, this guy is, with yeah, no quarter, but three different quarterbacks. I mean, we don't go four with Trevor at four. He's got this gumbiness and this awkwardness to his route running that makes him very difficult to defend. And uh, and then you you add in his mindset. I mean, the guy, right. would, if if he was playing his mother in chess, he'd want to he'd want to kill her. You know, if his mother landed in front of him, he's just he's gonna try to screw her and get some severed. Like he just has that mind. He doesn't care. And um, uh, he's got a killer instinct to him. That's what makes him special. Him and Sauce both just have a killer instinct to their to their game. And uh, it's why we it's a big reason why we took them. You know, you you guys hear me all the time talk about character and love of football. They are the epitome of character and love of football. And uh, and I and I think that correlates people win uh, over talent. And uh, those two happen to have talent along with with uh, being unbelievable people. One more. Get, no, I know you get you a sauce jersey, man. What's that? You got to get you a sauce no, jersey. Uh, hey, tell tell Gelfand to send it over. I'm the, you know. <laughs> yeah, you a sauce jersey, man. I want white. I want white, Eric. I need white. Yeah. We'll and, and really, really, none of this. Let me say this too: Do we need these stupid black jerseys? Please, just burn them. There, there's no black in the jersey. Please, green or white. You're always <laughs> You don't make the call on this. I understand no. that. I mean, and, and let me tell you too: Just quickly, the first Patriot game, you guys are winning all these games wearing the white jerseys, right? Okay, so the first Patriot game, we got to wear black. Gotta wear black jerseys. What what is this? Come on. You don't like the black? I kind of like the black. The black is smooth. It's all that. You know, look at me. I'm always well, wearing. You look, yeah, okay. Well, in the sweat, you look good, you know. But I mean, this is this is our colors. We're green. No, no, the green we're white. white. You know what I mean, coach? I mean, this is no, it. I hear you. I hear you. you. Know? No, it's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll tell the equipment guys, but I don't I don't really get to make those decisions. I, I do got a question for you, though, real quick. Go ahead. Yo. I heard you're an avid golfer. Avid golfer. How about this? I'm going to tell you this, all right? Now, I'm not any good, all right? I'm really I'm not no, a good golfer. We all, we all stink. <laughs> right, we all stink. My wife's a very good golfer, by the way. She's good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I have, this is no lie, three holes in one. Three. No kidding. Yep. Yep. Can you I believe have, that? And, I'm I have, not, and I don't deserve to have to. I'm not good enough to have three holes in one, and I do, believe it or not. I have I have none. I've come I've come within an inch on a couple, but uh, I keep – I keep, and it's funny, the last round of my year, which happens right before training camp, the right. last the last part three, I, said, I always tell myself, please, God, just one time. <laughs> well, Instead, let me ask God. you this. Okay, so you so you asked me about golf. So we got to play. So so we I would love to. to. I'd love, so, to. I'd love I, to. I can set it up. You could come up by me. I can come down by you. We'll what do you think? Are you, so are you in Long Island? No, I'm in Jersey. I'm in Jersey. What part of Jersey? I'm in, I'm in Mawan, New Jersey. I'm in northern okay. New Jersey. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll definitely set. Uh, set I'm some, 40 minutes yeah. from you in Florin. Are you living in Florin Park? Is that where you live? Yeah, right, right in that area. Right. Uh, right so no, I know. I, I know. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out for sure. I'd love to. I'd, I won't play with. Uh, I, I'm a. I'm a. I'm an avid golfer, just like you. At not. Not to be confused with Worth a Damn, but uh, right. Well, well. I've, been, I've been fortunate. I got to play all those Long Island courses, and uh, I get to play uh, 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 Bedminster and the local courses around here. Right. Right. It's been, uh, I mean, this is like the mecca for golf being in this Jersey area. It's unbelievable. Got Pine Valley my first year, which was right, right. Uh, was the best course you played in the area? You get to play them all too, or? Uh, you know, I play a lot of the courses up here. I mean, uh, I got, a, I got a, one of my favorite courses is up in uh, Rockland County, Blue Hill. Okay, okay. great course. Got the three nines there. It's terrific. Right near me, down the road here, Paramus, which is a terrific course. 
Uh, in fact, it's open. It's unbelievable. You know, you realize I have actually played, my wife and I have played like six or seven times already this year with the weather. We, we've played a few times already. I, I love that you can play with your wife. I've been trying to get my wife lessons to golf, but every time well, she's she, got all these kids, coach. I mean, you know, she's gotten every time I got her lessons, she got pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably your fault, coach. I mean, when I'm sleeping, Joe, she gets me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but we, I would love to play golf. When do you now? What training camp starts when you're talking about training camp or about the, the OTAs you're talking about? No, okay. So, so as soon as it warms up, I'm, you know, I've been getting lessons and I got the, I'll, I'll shoot you a text of my, I built the simulator in our house. It's pretty cool. Really? But, um, I'll, uh, it's, as soon as it warms up, I'll be out there. I, I take, it's my way of bonding with my kids too. So every, every day I take, at least I take one kid, go play nine. It's just wow. me, me and that, that kid and we'll just hit the ball around and I take him home. And, uh, with seven of them, it's hard to find ways to get. What's uh, the ages, coach? Twelve to one. Five boys, two girls. Twelve to one. So it's usually the uh, the five oldest I'll take with me. Uh, the two right. youngest don't know any different right now. But uh, uh, so I I go out there and I'll just it's like my way of going fishing, if you will. And uh, but uh, so I'm, as soon as it warms up, I'll be out there with the kiddos. Well, we'll get. I'll give you a buzz or whatever. We'll we'll see. I'll get you. Sure, I'd love to. I'd love to set some uh, set, set something up. I think it'd be fun. Definitely do that. We have to do that. Well, the, well. Before I let you go, tell Gail fan to send me that that source garden jersey. Done. Right? Done. <laughs> done. I promise. Okay. Even I'm if done. it's you tell tell him this too. Even if it's the black I'm one, I'll take it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll get you a white one. I I appreciate this, Joe Terry. Thank you so much for helping us set this up. Yeah, and, come here. Uh, get my wife in here. To say goodbye. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. This is a pleasure, and I I love that you two go golfing together. I think that's so cool. She's uh, good coach. You got to see her. Let me tell you, she's she, she's better than me. She's pretty uh, good golfer. I, I bet. No, I think no it's really one, cool. Though. <laughs> it's really cool. So, uh, but I really appreciate it. Anytime, Joe. Uh, and uh, really, thank you for this. Coach, thank you. Thank I appreciate you. it, man. You take All care right. now, right? Be well. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. All right, before we go, uh, let me, before we stop recording, again, we just want to thank Coach Robert Salah for joining us. Uh, let me just run down again the sponsors. Again, I want to thank my sponsors, of course, the Hackensack Brewing Company. Uh, you know the deal. We'll keep you posted on when the next time we're going to do the uh, live podcast at the Brewing Company, probably sometime in April. We'll give you the official time uh, coming up soon. But uh, go check them out. You know the story on Hackensack Brewing Company. Check out the tap room, 4.30 to 10, Monday through Friday, 2 to 10, Saturday, 12 to 8. On Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. Check out my Oda Payne beer. And we're also going to have an Oda Payne beer with the Met uh, colors on it as well coming up. Check them out. I need a discount tire. See my son Johnny. See Ari. Uh, they're in uh, uh, Rivervale, New Jersey, Westwood Avenue. Go check them out. You need tires. You need work on your car. That's the way to go. Tell them I sent you. And, of course, my buddies at DraftKings, uh, any betting you're going to be doing, you know, when you're betting the college with the NCAA tournament coming up, the NBA, whatever it is, the hockey, uh, Patrick Kane making his debut, even though the Rangers lost last night, uh, whatever you, you know, the golf, all of that, bet on John Rom because you don't lose anymore. He's leading right now again at the uh, at uh, Bay Hill uh, down in Florida, Arnold Palmer's uh, tournament. Uh, so, whatever. Uh, you're going to bet DraftKings is the way to go. All right. Again, I want to thank Coach Robert Sala. Everybody have a tremendous weekend. Enjoy it. I'll be back on Monday for the normal podcast. And as always, all the love. I'm going to take a shower now.